I have a riddle for you today. I want to start with a riddle because we need to wake up this morning a little bit. So, uh, what addiction, I know, isn't that a good riddle already? You're like, whoa. <laughs> what addiction destroys families, statistically, ruins the health of its victims, is covered in layers of denial and rationalization, and yet we honor its addicts as role models? It's not alcohol. It's not drugs. It's not fitness. It's not sleep disorders. It's not medication, rock and roll. It's not a sex addiction. It's work. According to one expert, work uh, addiction in America affects as many as 20% of North Americans. And I'm like, really, just 20? But we live in a culture, if you think about it, that prizes work ethic. Not bad. But we also prize overachievement and financial success. So names like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates are more widely known in American households than names like Anne Frank or Dietrich Bonhoeffer. We, we kind of like, maybe even obsess a little bit about shows like Undercover Boss and um, The Apprentice and The Voice and American Idol. Not bad, just what we do. And we really love the rags-to-riches stories of people who've worked hard and then they've achieved success. And these are all okay. The Bible does say that laziness is not good. We looked the last few weeks at this idea of loving work or love work. That God really did love work. He was a worker. And when he created, he worked and everything was good in the beginning. We looked at how the problem with work isn't the work itself, it's that we try and substitute it as something. And when we do that, we create all sorts of problems. And laziness has never, ever, ever been something that God has honored. The people of God even had a phrase, the one who is unwilling to work should be unwilling to eat. Now the phrase was unwilling to work not unable to work. Many people are unable to work, but also there are many that are unwilling to work just because they'd rather be comfortable or they would rather play or do something else. But here's how one woman describes her life. See if you can relate to this. This is my scenario every time my husband comes home from work. He walks in the door and he simply says, hi. There's no kiss on the cheek. There's no hug. There's no, how was your day, honey? Simply goes in the house, walks straight to the kitchen, heats up his leftover food, and then sits in the kitchen for 30 to 45 minutes. And why does it take so long to eat his reheated meal that every, while everyone else in the house is somewhere else? Because he's doing more work from his cell phone. And she says, I get that a lot of employers expect their people to be available pretty much at all times. I can't realistically consider my husband switching to an old flip phone to control his excess cell phone usage simply because his employer expects so much, or so I gather because he gets upset every few years because someone got mad at him that it, he didn't respond to an email message at 2 a.m. 
And my husband simply says he's a prisoner to his work. But she says, I don't think that's the whole story. Because when we went on vacation, my husband said he couldn't stop working. She says, I'm sorry, Bob, but if you cannot disconnect from your phone or shut off your computer while we're on vacation, then you have a much bigger problem than high employer expectations. I think that problem is a question of will. And that's what we're going to look at today, and that's what I think God's word has for us today, is a question of our will with a solution of will. So will you open your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 5? If you need a Bible, we have some in the back here. We would love to pass one out. Just raise your hand and it would just magically appear. It's really cool. There's a few people who have tried it. If not, you can open your Bible app on your phone or something like that, as long as you're not checking your email and doing work, because then you'll feel convicted later. But Deuteronomy chapter 5 is uh, a, a retelling of the Ten Commandments that were instituted way back when the God's people started a journey from a place called Egypt and into this place called the Promised Land. And so some people would say, why, why is Moses doing this again? Well, we'll get there. Deuteronomy chapter 5, I'm going to start in verse 12. If your Bible's blue, it's page 144. Verse 12 says, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servants, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any other animals, nor any foreigner residing in your land, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Pray with me, if you would. God, I pray that you would take something that is ancient and you'd speak to us today. Holy Spirit, work in our lives. Show us uh, where we are with you and maybe where we've missed you. God, and strengthen us to uh, change our lives by your power. Amen. So here we have a group of people whom have been in the desert in the prime of their life and have never had a stable job. 